Hello and welcome to episode 172 of the Naked Tech Podcast. It's a show that gives you everything you need to know about consumer tech, the internet, and all about the central finite curve. I'm your friend, Jeff Kim. My name is Kelvin Lee, and this podcast is 50% better than the competition. Wow. Who who are our competition? I don't know. If Apple doesn't tell us, I'm not telling you. (laughs) Okay, intriguing, intriguing. We're getting into that now, are we? We are. We get, we get straight off the bat, man. Well, I would have gone for seventy-five percent, but fifty percent sure. <laughs> yeah, if you are, haven't already guessed. September. Yeah, yeah we're back. One hundred seventy-two episodes. Something. What, what do you think episode two hundred is going to be? Uh, two hundred is a bit of a loaded number for me. Oh, it's a bit, bit of a inside thing, but. <laughs> uh, let's not go there. Um, yep. So I've been watching the Matrix trilogy again, again and again. I think it's worthwhile watching every f- few years. And you know, we've we've seen the um, the Matrix Four trailer. What did you think of that, Kelvin? What's happening? I'm I'm scared. Mm, it's I, not a I'm I'm scared that I you know. It's predictable at this stage. You know, with the snippets that we saw, we saw Trinity, we saw Blue Pills, we saw Keanu Reeves, and immediately everyone's, I mean, the premise for that would be, we're going to keep him locked up inside the Matrix, we'll just keep feeding him Blue Pills so that he never becomes who he was meant to be, aka the Chosen One. Uh, We all know Trinity's dead, uh, inverted commas. Um, So, you know, it's out of virtual. Yeah, I know, but... You know, instead of, you know, keeping him, you know, giving him the opportunity to rise again, they're just going to lock his consciousness up in the Matrix. Mm. I mean, the fact that we can formulate some sort of story is concerning because that seems like the safe option now. We shall see. We shall mm. see. I'm I'm a little bit excited. And uh don't know if you noticed on Netflix, it's like the most one of the most watched things right now. Mm. Because of those trailers or the trailer, do we know when it's when is it coming out? It's definitely next year. Okay, probably towards Christmas. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. It's uh, no longer shot in Sydney, unfortunately, so you can't uh, play the Matrix game where you look out for the Sydney sites. Hey, that's Surrey Hills Hotel Hollywood. It's all right. That's what uh, that's what Sanchi is for, right? The, the tram, anyway. <laughs> That's right. Uh, wish we can watch Shang-Chi, but... No, I can't wait, man. I think, I think the moment the lockdown ends, that's probably the first thing I'm going to do and see if IMAX will have it. Mm. So watch out for that episode. Uh, shall we kick off? Let's do it. Apple. Apple, Apple, what Apple. What did Apple do this week? If you, not much. <laughs> mm. I think okay. I think everyone everyone's listening to the podcast and watching this on Twitch right now will probably know that um, this launch would you say it's been the most underwhelming Apple launch in recent history in recent memory? I don't know if underwhelming is the right word because I think they're all underwhelming. It kind of depends on your expectation levels. Mm. Like, have you ever been overwhelmed? <laughs> not if by Apple, not in a while. Like. I think if you think of the iPhone 13 as the iPhone 12s, it's slightly more, I don't know, acceptable 
with the lack of innovation? I was thinking about this, Kelvin. So back in the day, I think the S cycle in that TikTok model, that, that, that mm. was the one people were looking for. It was like, I want the second version of that, not the first yeah. version of that. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. for me, that's interesting because I'm going from a 11 Pro and uh, spoiler alert, I have already ordered the oh. 13 Pro. Damn it. I thought we were going to play that game of would he or would he not? Well, couldn't wait. <laughs> I can so talk a one? little bit about the options that I had, but maybe, maybe let's go through the actual phone first, shall we? Yes. So. Where to start? Should we start the Pro and work down? How about that? Pro Max? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, let's set this up because um, th there's really two models at a, at a certain angle, uh, which is the Pro and the standard 13. Mm -hmm. so, and the Pro, they come in two sizes. One is a 6.1. Okay, I'm bad at these uh, specifications, <laughs> but the, the Max is a bigger one. Uh, this year, there's not too much difference between the Max and the standard Pro. No, not much. Just the size, right? Yep. So 6.1 inch for the iPhone 13 Pro and 6.7 inch uh, for the Pro Max, both with Super Retina XDR display with ProMotion, which we will talk about in a second. Mm -hmm. uh, but besides that, nothing else. Colors? Are the colors the same? You would know this. You've probably spent a bit of time looking at that cart on the Apple Store thinking which color to get. Well, it was a bit... That, that part was a little bit underwhelming. I, I did go for the Sierra, Sierra Blue, I think they call it. Yeah. Is a, is a new color. I mean, I'm going from a sort of like a camo sort of green, mm. total green. Um, 12, if I got the 12 last year, then I probably would have gone for the sort of the, the darker blue. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I went for the Sierra Blue here. Um, the other choices were the standard sort of space gray, silver and yep. i think rose gold and gold that's right gold yeah yeah um going down to the standard models so mm -hmm. kind of the same deal um one standard size and a mini size and a lot of people are saying that this will be the last mini phone which which i thought was the most innovative part of the 12 to be honest um I know people like you know YouTube content creators like Snazzy. They loved the mini, and I thought it was a, I thought it was a good differentiator. I don't know why they would get rid of it. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that it's purely a business decision. I, I don't think it's been selling well. I mean, like mm. people who are going to love it are going to really love it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So we've got the iPhone 13 at 6.1 inch, and the iPhone 13 mini at 5.4 inch uh, with no promotion. Um, which is a very difficult word to say because I keep, I keep hearing myself say promotion. <laughs> um, this is a demotion. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, the, the two phones, um, the iPhone 13 has way more colors to choose from, right? It's got the blue finish, the midnight finish, the starlight and product red as always. Mm. I probably would have gone for the red. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll start talking about the choices that I had. And I really thought about the mini this year. Really? So one, one of the That's things I would have done was get a mini just from the 
the size and the portability. You know, I think I talked about being able to run with the phone as well in my mm-hmm. hand. Um, to offset that, I would have probably gotten a like a point and shoot camera, like a mirrorless camera, or one of those Sony A somethings. Interesting. Yeah. Like the A sixteen one hundred or something. Poss- possibly, yeah, possibly. Yeah. And I think if I did that, that would have worked out to be the same price as getting a Pro Max. Oh my goodness! Isn't so that, that that was the choice that I had. Yeah. Speaking of choice. Neo Matrix and all that. Um, so I took the blue pill and went mm-hmm. for the Pro, not the Max. Okay. So you're 512. Let's, okay. Half, half Let's go to the AU store and work out what a pre-order would look like. Okay. So you pick the iPhone 13 Pro mm-hmm. in blue. Yeah. Um, 512. 256. 512. 512. 512. Oh, my goodness. Not trading in. Now, there's a reason for that. Yes. So 256 is what I have currently. Yes. And I mean, it's not like it's running out of space, but given the uh, the video formats coming called ProRes, okay. I could potentially be shooting in that mode. Let's talk about that first. Do, okay. do we want to go to ProRes now or do we want to do that after? Uh, we could do after, but maybe yeah. maybe talk about the cameras. Yes. In general. Um, so I'm looking at the website right now. Obviously, a lot of marketing spiel around this is the biggest camera upgrade ever, which it always is. Um, it's got new sort of low light performance, which is possible because they've changed the aperture of the lens uh, this time around. So yes, I can see that happening. Um, there is new cinematic modes uh, that was shown in the showcase um, and you know they show they it allows a person to shoot a video and it knows who's in the front or who's in the back and it gives you that bokeh effect in video which I think is really cool but hardware wise I don't think they can do a lot I mean it's a bump up from the lenses previously so more uh, bigger aperture Mm-hmm. You'll have to help me with the terminology here, Kevin, but uh, <laughs> just bigger everything, faster everything, kind of. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if, if being a skeptic, this isn't, these steps are really small, right? These incremental steps, um, the aperture isn't much bigger than the 12. Um, and I believe that, you know, they've really focused on macro this time around. So you can go as close as two centimeters now. I believe that in the 12, you can only go as close as five, if I'm not wrong. Um, so if you're really into that, um, this is the phone for you. But I always question who the pro phones are really for. If you really wanted pro, sort of a, ma- a macro feature and all the other features we're going to talk about, you already have an SLR. So it always baffles me in terms of no one's going to use this for their work. But it's very much a prosumer type device rather than a professional device, right? You're the mm-hmm. guy that does a lot of creative work, but you have that, you know, you're on a bus or whatever and you see a cool shot. Um, but yeah, I, I really, you know, that, that could work, I guess, if you want to do macro on the run. Yeah, I suppose Apple kind of cornered that market of calling something pro is for professionals. Mm. In this case, I, I don't think that's it. I think you're right about the prosumer 
type of uh, market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've we've been there for the last seven, eight years. Yeah. Um, hang on. Yeah. How, how long have we had pros on iPhones? Maybe uh, since since the seven, ten, ten, ten. Oh, okay. Who knows? Uh, but you're right. Uh, I think they've cornered that market, um, and it works, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think. And like my situation is that, you know, I decided to get this one instead of a point and shoot camera just just from the uh you know I, I don't have to carry an extra thing around yeah and so you know what kind of like people like me yeah and how many of us are going to export the videos and the photos put it on your imac slash macbook and actually do any post editing on this you know hmm. I, I don't know anybody who does that um i used to do a little bit of that but you know with so much that's happening on the imaging engines these days, the images are just good enough, right? I mean, most of us just use it for Instagram. I think, uh, speaking of pros, you know, even the professional photographers are, you know, mostly posting on Instagram. Like, used to be, I don't know, Flickr, right? Do you remember Flickr? Yeah. Um, so Yahoo's that, Flickr. Yeah, so I think the trick will be, at what point do these people use iPhones to post to Instagram rather than their SLRs? Uh, I think a lot of them would already be doing that. I don't, I don't think, you know, I just think it'll elevate the SLRs to a totally different kind of field of work, right? I think the SLRs will keep getting better and better. Um, and when we, when we talk about ProRes, it'll become very obvious as to why you still need sort of, you know, 4K, 8K, SLR, Dragon type cameras. Um, yep. so yeah, I think this has its place, but it's a, it's a stretch to use this for actually professional camera work. Hmm. Would you say, you know, if friends and family asked us which, which one to get, what would you say? The oh, pro or the non-pro? Non-pro. Non-pro, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, would they Unless even you're know really into HDRs? photography. I mean, m- most people are thinking of upgrading from like a seven or an eight. Was there an eight? There was no yeah. eight, was there? There was, was an eight. eight. There was an eight. <laughs> um, look, the disappointing thing about iPhones now is they're not designed to be a whole lot better than the 12s because there's a convinced people two generations beforehand to get the new phone. That's that's the new way of thinking about it, right? To get someone like yourself, Jeff, who has been hanging on to the 11 for two years now and you're looking for an upgrade. That's it. It was never going to shift the innovation needle in any way. Um, so, so I think that's where people are starting to get a bit, I think, getting a bit um, disappointed with the fact that this is not new. There's nothing here that is mind-blowing at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I don't know, post-pandemic, if Apple will go back to live events. But these these are just you know ninety minute TV ads, TV spots. So yeah, you know phones like I don't know. People talk about innovation on phones. Like what what else is there? Like short folding. I I don't know. Is, is that innovation or the people are just doing that because they can and just for the sake of calling something in, in, innovative? Yeah, no, but, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. Like the, the the little steps now, they're going to be very little. The steps that are going to be, you know, from phone to phone are going to be very little. But 
Mm-hmm. Should we talk about? So we start looking beyond the phones now and start talking about the things, you know, that that are controversial with the iPhone 13. Oh, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> Promotion. Do you want to go there? Let's do it. Um, so finally, you can now get up to 120 hertz on your iPhone 13 uh, Pro and the Pro Max, um, which is disappointing itself. I think they should have just done it for the iPhone 13 because your basic Android phones, like the Samsung S21, which I'm holding in my hand, now has it all the way down to the base model. Um, it does make a difference. Uh, I moved from the S10 Plus to the S21, and the animations are smoother. It's, it just feels so much better. There is one actually exciting hardware upgrade the iPhone 13 Pro and Pro Max are bringing to the table. The same ProMotion adaptive refresh rate display is seen on the iPad Pros, with the capability to change from 10 hertz to 120 hertz depending on what's happening on screen. Yeah, so I think a lot of that considered to be the most exciting part about this phone. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think there was any part of this launch that was more exciting than ProMotion? Well, just about the adaptiveness on that. So I guess this is the Apple part of the 120 hertz, mm-hmm. so whereas other manufacturers just made it 120 hertz refresh rate for every situation even when there's no movement on the screen mm-hmm. apple yeah. like i think dials down to like 30 30 hertz there's 10 no movement 10 yeah yeah it, it also but it's argue i think it's arguable in terms of what difference that really makes on your battery um so i think i think you're right i think people will catch on and do adaptive as well um but i'm curious to to learn more about how much battery it actually does save, even if you're stuck at 120 all the time. Um, but I guess every it's not even the battery of... though, right? Like from a like a motion point of view. So because you know I well I haven't seen many 120 hertz mm-hmm. Android phones, but from what I've seen on YouTube, like it's it's not very smooth. The animation's not very smooth. I think it has to be. To... Yeah, I think it has to be software hertz. accelerated as well. But I think I think the 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 biggest win for adaptive is battery for sure, um, because you know you're easily going twice the frame rate of a 60 hertz phone, right? I mean that's going to definitely strain the battery. Um, but you're right. I think Apple will have to quicken up its animation because uh, they're typically, you know, they're quite slow compared to Android, the animation to make it look like it's doing something. So I'm curious to see how that would actually look in person. So uh, I'm looking forward to testing that. Hmm. I mean, we've had iPad Pros already using 120 hertz. I don't Hmm. know if they were adaptive. I actually, if it's the same panel as like, you know, uh, what Linus's, I forget his name, um, uh, team was talking about there. I I think they are adaptive, especially on a big screen like the iPad Pros. Um, I would expect that that would really kill the battery. Yeah. Um, I have a clip from Marquez, and this is about the ProRes format, which is like the pro of the pro video format. So if you're in the industry, maybe you produce uh, advertising uh, for an agency, for example, like you sort of work on that and you ship it, you do it in this format apparently. ProRes. So it's like beyond 4K. It's it's like the JPEG RAW of videos. Think of it that way. Um, but here's, here's a little thing that Marquez and a lot of commentators have uh, pointed out, um, and it's to do with the uh, the base model 
of these pros. So you can now shoot with the pros 4K 30fps ProRes video on the iPhone, unless you get the 128 gig baseline pro iPhone, in which case only 1080. 1080 is what he was trying to say there at the end. So again, very typical of Apple, instead of giving you the option of not shooting in ProRes, they just like disabled it altogether because of uh, this space, presumably. Yeah, well, it has to be, right? I mean, it. The, I think, I think you've got to give it to Apple. Their number one priority is customer experience. If I can only shoot five seconds of ProRes video and it eats up all my storage, I don't think that's going to be a very good customer experience. Um, I'm quite sure that ProRes will take gigabytes of storage just for a couple of minutes. Um, here's the other frustrating thing about ProRes, and this is probably the thing that pisses me off the most. Why are we still on Lightning as a port for, for, for like iPhone 13 Pro? It's based on USB 2. Do you know how long it would take to transfer out your ProRes video, let's just say at 300 gigabytes onto your iMac? Like, how is that Pro in any way? There is no fast way of getting ProRes video off your iPhone 13 Pro. I think that is the most Instagram frustrating man. thing. Yes, I'm sure that wouldn't get compressed in any way. Okay, um, so I'm gonna, I got a quick follow-up clip, also from Linus, or Linus Tech Linked. I think is the show on YouTube. <laughs> one of his hundred shows. And uh, this this might be a good segue to start talking about one of the other announcements. Very quick one. Pro models also now have an adaptive 120 hertz Pro Motion display. But come on, would you rather have that for a thousand bucks? or the new iPad mini, which has the same A15 Bionic chip, 5G, pencil support, and freaking USB-C for $650. I mean, it's the big phone Apple should have made. Love it. The no, best take I, I've I, heard. I, absolutely. It's the, absolutely. the mini iPad mini is the iPhone 13 Pro Max Pro. Cheap. Mi yes the cheap version it's the a, iphone 12 a and a half pro max 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 <laughs> so isn't isn't that crazy though it's the same chip it's the a15 bionic on both devices the ipad mini iphone 13 pro so don't tell me you couldn't fit USB-C. it's not the architecture it's not the motherboard it's nothing it's just i don't know what it is now who uses the port for anything in the past, you know, when we were moving away from the really big, whatever we used to call those really big fat ports for the really early sort of iPhones to, yeah, or something like that. Like there were a lot of like audio devices that you had to plug into and all that had to be changed. I get that. But who's using Lightning for anything but charging the phone now? There is mm. no you excuse see my for dongle situation over here. There's just, I know, but there's just no excuse for Apple to say like, hey, we make a lot of money from royalties for Lightning, so therefore we're going to keep it for as long as possible. I mean, I'm not convinced that's the reason. I think like, you know, as soon as they move to USB-C for iPhones, there'll be another half of the crowd complaining about the fact that they changed it. So I, I, I don't, don't know. know. It's, it's not because they can't or so, some sort but of... But why do you think they won't though? Commercial... 
because they they, they they're scared of that backlash from lightning like like most people are perfectly fine with lightning right they're not they're not pros and they're not converting photos let alone yeah. backing up photos anywhere yeah they're, they're literally to, to take a photo they go into the photos app select a few and delete to make space <laughs> and then take yeah. the next photo but you see i wanted to see progress though you know what i mean in the iphone 12 we saw the magsafe chargers right i was very happy if they dumped the entire system and just went portless and just went we've got a new magsafe um, connector that will allow you to transfer faster than USB 3.1. Do that. But in the iPhone 13, they did nothing in that space. They did nothing to solve the the, the, the file transfer problem. So they made no progress. Whereas the iPhone 12 from the 11 to 12, they did. So mm. for me, that's, 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 there can only be one reason, right? The iPhone 14 is going to be either portless or USB-C. They're going to make a big jump. Um, but nothing for the iPhone 13 is not acceptable. Denied. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is a fine line between progress and change or perceived hmm. change. Like, you did know, you say the, uh, the address bar in Safari going to the bottom? <laughs> would you call that progress? No. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. I, but, you know, I think hardware is different in the sense that I can see, I, I totally agree with you. Like a lot of people would just freak out if they see their port change and they have to dump their cables. I, I would even consider not including the USB charger progress because a lot of people probably have a USB-C device along somewhere in the house now, right? Whether it be your new mouse or your new camera, or your new microphone or your new headphones. So they, they have that, they have that cable, they have that charger uh, you know, anyone with a MacBook has that. So it just, it's just baffling. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a couple more years. Maybe save it for the predictions episode. Oh, my God. But I don't think like I... they'll be doing change, changing from Lightning for iPhones anytime soon. It's, uh, that's just crazy. It's just crazy. But you're right. They have it Perhaps... on the iPads. Hey? <laughs> that's the other thing. They've done it for the iPads. Yeah. Um, there you go. I, That's the true pro device. Yeah, no, definitely the iPad mini is, I think, you know, I've always been a fan of that form factor. Um, so it is still a little bit expensive. I think in, in Australia, it's seven ninety nine uh, for the base model with no 5G. Um, once you include the pen, you're almost hitting a thousand. So I think, you know, would I then just buy the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the laptop instead, the MacBook Air, M1. Hmm. Mm. That's also a tough Actually, that was one of my options as well. The Mini, uh, iPad Mini. Yeah. And maybe not get an iPhone. Oh. Um, now we were wondering whether there was thirty minutes worth of Apple, and uh, we probably kind of hit it. We did have a couple other things to talk about, um, but before we do that, is it worth mentioning the watch? Not really. <laughs> okay, the biggest takeaway from the watch was everyone thought it was going to be something else, and it wasn't. <laughs> well, I think it's emerging that they wanted to do that, but they just couldn't. There was some catas catastrophic failures in the manufacturing process. 
Yeah. So I think uh, if you dig through it, I've seen a couple of videos where they've literally put a different screen on the same body as the Watch 6. Yeah, I mean, there's no real difference besides faster charging, bigger screen. Um, the same form factor was well. same chip as well. I mean, the form factor was meant to be drastically different, right? It was meant to be squarer. Is yeah. that a word? Um, so people aren't really, you know, excited about this either. There's rumors of, you know, uh, the keyboard being taken from an app that they rejected from the store. So it's all very. It's not the game changer. Um, and you know what? No with, one's buying this. No. With the new Wear it's OS really coming uh, and a lot of talk around the the new range of Android sort of uh, watches being really good, I think they're starting to lose their grip a little bit on the watch space. Grip from the dominance of the market? Well, there is no competitor at the moment, right? So they're going to get some competition. Um and the more I watch more videos about iPad versus Tab, uh, the Samsung Tab, uh, you know, tablets, um, you know, Samsung doing good things with the folding phones, and the, the new generations are actually cheaper. Um, Apple's, you know, it's going to be a tough couple of years for Apple. We'll see. So it's just with the watch, I'm pretty sure they're going a two e cycle, whether that's mm. from next year or the one after but yeah there's, there's no point releasing a new watch every year zero point no Sorry, totally Tim agree <laughs> right let's um okay so I'm, i've been keen to talk about this which is facebook's new venture and there may be a possible announcement overnight coming up somewhat related um but facebook have partnered with ray-ban of Luxottica fame, and they have glasses. Um, you got it on the screen there. I'm just gonna play, hopefully, an intro clip. Um, yes, I believe that's it. This is Mashable. After taking a minute to pair the glasses to your phone via a new app called Facebook View. Okay, I'm just gonna start that again, but um, just to set it up. This is Mashable with the glasses uh, in the hands and talking about the setup process and what it does after you do that. After taking a minute to pair the glasses to your phone via a new app called Facebook View, all you have to do is hold down a button on the right side of the frame to snap a photo of whatever you're looking at. Quickly tapping the same button will instead record a 30 second video, but you can't record anything longer than that. A small but very noticeable LED on the front side of the glasses will light up whenever you use the camera to cut down on the creep factor a bit. Okay, so perhaps we should have talked about the product a little bit more, but uh, essentially the Ray-Ban Wayfarers, they come in three different models and various colors with a camera, five megapixel. And that's about it. So are they trying to get more content creators on Facebook? Because I feel like I don't go to, um, to, to Facebook to watch my short videos, right? Like I do on YouTube or TikTok or Snap. Do you think this is going to help them with that? I mean, in the long run, yes, but this is not a Facebook product as such. Um, I do have a, another clip talking about some of the background on that. This is a 
a Ray-Ban product that Facebook helped develop. Got you. Um, but the answer to your question is, this is just a test case. Like we, we know where Facebook and Zuckerberg is headed. Uh, I believe in July, Zuckerberg said something along the lines of, we are no longer a social media company. We want to be a metaverse company. To be mm. in the metaverse, you need to be able to track things. Yeah, you need to look out and capture things, sense things, whether it's AR or VR. You know, you need to be able to capture information. So this is just do a we, test case, a test run for that. Do we know what, what the battery life is like? All day battery. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, from what I've seen, the it's quite clever because like it's, it's a case. It just goes rests in the case. And as you fold the hinges, the, the arms, you know, there's like a little bit that opens up mm -hmm. like, like your glasses, Kelvin, when you, when you do yep. that, it yep. exposes a little bit on the inside, if you know yep. what I mean. Yep. And that becomes a charging port within the case. Oh, I, so see. I think that's pretty clever. That's good industrial design. And I would gather yep. like some of the other existing, you know, smart glasses are already doing that. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm still trying to figure out. Like, I, I think this is very much a test case. Um, I think all mm -hmm. you know, first generation products are going to be this way. But it shows you the direction that Facebook want to take, which is that metaverse you spoke of. Um, and you know what? Everyone loves Ray Bans. I think they're leveraging off that goodwill of that brand as well. Um, I'm looking at the Verge uh, at the moment, which is showing the early prototypes. Um, which is quite interesting. Like it's a lot bigger than the mm. Wayfarers. So they've come a long way in miniaturizing a lot of that hardware. Um, so it's a direction in the right step. The other yeah, interesting thing is there's no viewport. There is no way to view what you're shooting. On your phone? Yeah, on your phone, not on your face. Mm. Just um, in that clip, he did talk about how you can actually take photos and videos. So you can just hold the button Sorry, just press a button on your side, sort of like the Google Glass, if you remember that from 10 years mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. um, and it'll automatically shoot a 30-second video. Like a rolling video, yeah. you can't you can't pause it, can't do anything, just, just shoot it. So, you know, it's like your GoPro type thing. Or if you hold it down, a light will come on, very subtle light, and you'll be taking photos. Yeah, um, I mean, there is a hot word as well, so voice activated. Um, creepy. <laughs> Great for your first dates. If you're allowed to do uh, that. So I think that's the other issue that the Google Glass ran into, right? Like a lot of people felt really uncomfortable with someone walking into a shop or a uh, playground or whatever it might be with someone that has a camera perpetually stuck on his or her face. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it will bring about the usual conversations around privacy and what is right and what isn't. Yep, I'm going to play a clip now from Zuckerberg himself. And he might uh, mention a few things just to get an idea of what he's thinking, where the future might be. There's a, there's a key thing here. Listen out for it. Whether you're on a hike, cooking, or just hanging out or playing outside with your kids, 
you're gonna be able to quickly capture that experience and share it if you want to. And this is just the start. Ray-Ban stories are an important step towards a future when phones are no longer a central part of our lives. And you won't have to choose between interacting with a device or interacting with the world around you. Right, so the reason why Facebook is not working on a phone is because they want to get rid of the phone. Well, you know, it's, it's not a secret that I think that's always been a struggle for Facebook. They're basically giving money to Apple, Google, Samsung, and all these phone manufacturers, right? Uh, in the sense that all, all Facebook is is an app. Um, so they want to be able to lose that dependency on these companies um, to bypass the phone. So that's, that's interesting. It's coming. It's coming. And the, um, the answer to the privacy stuff. So Zuckerberg's or Facebook's uh, standard answer to this is, well, it's actually less creepier than using a phone to capture a video. Yes, but people are used to, you know, people are used to seeing a phone before a photo is taken, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like if I feel that, uncomfortable. That's true right now. Yeah, that's true. So, and these cameras are tiny and the fact they look like Ray-Bans, you know, you got to really look hard to see if there's a camera there. And isn't it interesting, like, most of the public won't realize there are cameras on these Ray-Bans. And mm. in terms of, like, how they've been able to miniaturize everything in there, like, it's literally no different to a standard Ray-Ban pair of Wayfarers. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's it's... Engineering-wise, it's incredible. I feel like it's like a perfect storm of, I think the, the industry is kind of ready for this, plus Facebook wanting to be in the metaverse, create a metaverse. I think there's genuine appetite there because people want to share you know, their lives in a, in a more uh, efficient way. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, Zuckerberg... He, like I saw something where he was like fencing one of the Olympians with, with these on. So you, you get that point of view of him fencing some chick. Yeah, for 30 seconds. 30 seconds only. But yeah, this mm. is the future. And and um, this is a test case. I guess they want to like test this sort of stuff without like creating their own product, which is the genius part of this. Because everyone loves yeah. Ray-Bans. Yeah, if if we can get to a device that's between the Oculus and the Ray-Bans, that's where we want to be, right? We want the power of Oculus devices on a form factor closer to Ray-Bans. Um, and I wonder if they'll ever come up with a watch because I feel like that's another sort of opportunity for them to bypass the phone. But I think that will come. Yeah, and uh, interestingly, um, tomorrow morning, there's going to be an announcement and it could be the Quest Pro 2 or sorry, the Quest yeah. Pro. So that's Facebook's VR device. But I also feel like Facebook is also lacking a voice assistant to really make this usable uh, with no keyboard um, or no touch device. Um, so we'll see what they announce tomorrow. We shall. Let's wrap it up, Kelvin. On that note, you know, we hope you enjoyed episode 172. Um, there's another 171 episodes on the website, so please check it out at nakedtechpodcast.com. 
Um, hit us up on social media. Tell us what you think. And we can't wait to see you on episode 173. Kelp out. Jeff out. Blah, 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 blah. I still haven't figured out how to split the audio. Oh, did you used to be able to?